Hi, this is Roy Worley. Welcome to the interview show that brings on guests from all walks of life. Yeah, it's here that they tell their stories and delve a little deeper into their lives to see what got them where they are. So grab a drink, have a seat, and relax, because this is The Leo Effect. When was the last time a short movie shook your emotions to the core? When was the last time a short movie caused you to rethink everything you stood for? When was the last time a short movie made you proud to be an American? When was the last time you felt the emotion to stand up and cheer after a short movie? The new short movie, I've Got Your Six, written and directed by Bill Foster, one of the industry's newest and fastest climbing directors, will answer all of those questions. Rarely has there been so much packed into a short movie that when you leave, you'll feel more proud of our American military veterans. A movie that was cast only with American military veterans will have you on the edge of your seat, cheering for our veterans and what makes America great. I've Got Your Six will be hitting the film festival scene soon. Be prepared to drop what you're doing and go see this powerful movie when it comes to your area. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another exciting episode of The Leo Effects. Today, I am joined by a very special guest. Uh, it's been a long time in the making trying to work out schedules and whatnot, but I am so unbelievably happy that she's here and I get to chat with her. Today, I am joined by Christine DeBell. Hello, ma'am. How are you? Hey, Ray. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Great. Now that we're <laughs> finally getting to talk. <laughs> of course, Damn those schedules. Yes, I know. <laughs> I need to get me an intern. That's what I need. <laughs> but <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> so rolling right into this, I won't break tradition with what do you feel like you might be n most known for? Or, or what is it that you are most proud of in your career? Oh, well, those are two separate questions, really. I would say that I'm most known for meatballs, obviously. And okay. then... The thing that I would say that I'm most proud of in my career was I did, I played Blanche Dubois in Tennessee Williams Streetcar um, in a regional theater up in the 90s, I'm thinking. Yeah, back east. <laughs> That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. And and that was a, a theater thing, right? Not like a... Yes. It, yeah, no, it was theater. Yeah, I did. That's it was cool. theater. Is that... So... Mm -hmm. As, as anybody who may know you and those that may not, um, you know, Christine's done so many amazing things. Definitely click the link to the IMDb that I'll post in the description of this. You got to check this out. But um, so my my first, you know, question getting into how things went, I got to ask is obviously doing movies and doing theater are two totally separate entities. Uh, do you feel that doing theater is a little bit more personal, or do you think doing a movie is? Well, it's hard to, I mean, kind of, because you have an audience, right? But it, but somehow I think film or television is more personal, because the camera is right there. I mean, the great thing about theater is you have a live audience, so you have that instant gratification, you know, you people laugh, people cry, you know, it's right there. But still yet they're there. They seem far away. I don't know. But it with 
television and film, you know, the camera is right there. It's like you twitch and it sees the twitch. You So that seems to me much more personal. Okay, that's fair. That's pretty fair. Um, so looking over your stuff and kind of going, going back, you, you started off all of this as, as a model. Yeah, yeah, yes, I was modeling for Ford models in New York City. Yeah. Yep. And what what was it that made you decide to make that shift from doing modeling to getting into um, movies and television? Well, I mean, I'd done theater, so thereby it's not similar. But I think I was thinking about that. I'm not sure, really. I, I think that's just when I was in New York modeling, right? Uh, that's what other girls were doing. They were, you know, auditioning for film and television. I, I, I don't think I'd really thought of it till then. Oh, and and um, I'm like, oh, okay, I guess that's something I could be doing too. <laughs> <laughs> well, that seems fair. <laughs> and you, this episode's obviously all about you, but you did some rather notable things with, like, Meatballs, for instance. Um, that was... Uh, Bill Murray's first movie. Yep, and I and Ivan's directorial debut as well. Yeah, so I mean, and you had a couple others like that with uh, Richard Gere and Jackie Chan. So, you know, you were yeah you were there. Crazy. Yeah, I was I was there at the very beginning <laughs> with some people. <laughs> That's so yes. cool. Um, all right, well, yes. moving on with that, let's kind of talk about um, you know the movies and television part of your life for for a moment here. Um, you did some, some stuff with, uh, I mean, Night Court, and you did some stuff with uh, The Young and the Restless, right? Yep, yep. I did, um, I, I was, uh, I'd actually started on The Young and the Restless before the one that's on my IMDb page. They would often do a summer supplement, and I remember being, you know, just for a few months in the summer when the kids were off, and it was usually something that would relate to kids back when kids watched soap operas. Now they don't watch them anymore. Yeah. So they have their own channel. Kids are doing other things. But, um, you know, so it was a summer supplement. So it was, I, you know, teenage runaways or don't do drugs or this or, you know. And so I remember doing that. And they liked me um, because I could cry on cue. So, oh, nice. Soaps love that stuff. So they brought me back and um, I, uh, you know, auditioned for this character. And someone said that um, there was a website or something about the, or they'd found something about the Young and the Restless. And like they had like their most popular, um, not episode or series, but like um, storylines. And mine, that was, I was right there. My, like my storyline was one of the most popular I'm sure there were others, but um, so wow. that's kind of cool. Yeah, so I was on there for almost a year in 81, I think. 80, yeah. Yeah, and it was great. I uh, I was a teenage runaway, became a teenage hooker, and got hooked up with a, you know, whatever. But <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Young I mean... girl who just, you know, had to cry a lot. <laughs> I have no doubts. That yours was one of the most popular storylines, no doubt. So, what what was your <laughs> what was your trick? How how are you able to just waterworks you know, on command? You know, I have no idea. I think people can just do it right. I see actors that can just well up, and then it's like I did when I um like a few years ago. I did a um, 
what was it? It's one of those reenactment things, you know, and, um, the girl that I was with was supposed to cry. We were both supposed to get well up and they came in with the teardrops and they dropped them in her eyes for the shot. And I'm like, Oh no, thanks. I won't be needing those. You know what I mean? And then another, I was doing a film with another young girl and he said, well, yeah, let's, let me film you guys just thinking about stuff. And I said, is crying okay? He goes, oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. So I just like, sort of let a tear drop or, you know, I don't know. Remember. And she's like, oh, my God, how do you do that? And I'm, I said, I don't know. I mean, it's like, you know, think about something sad. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's <laughs> it. Just be comes e- I guess it just comes more easily to some people. Yeah, I, I just guess. think about something sad and, you know, I can either – burst into tears like she said well no no no, you're the one that that was the reenactment she's like you're gonna you know you i really want heavy you know crying and i said that won't be a problem and then afterwards they're watching the camera afterwards and they're like oh my god <laughs> when i had a ball and sleep and they were the, the whole crew was like how the hell did she do that like i don't whatever that's awesome. some actors that's cool yeah i don't know I, I don't mean yeah. to laugh, but that's just... its I had a tormented childhood. I was beaten. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, that kind of leads into my next little question. is um, When you started into the modeling and then getting into TV and movies and all of that, did you have a lot of support or did people think you were just off the wall crazy? No, I think people just thought I was off the wall crazy. No, I, I mean, I didn't... <laughs> I mean, it, uh, you know, it was the seventies, late time. You know, I just left home, and you know, my I said said to see it. My parents, I know, I was in New York and staying with a friend of uh, the families, but you know, then in California, you know, I ended up making friends. I mean, really terrific friends that I have to this day. But um, but I, I was kind of on my own, oh. figuring it out. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't say there was a. You know, my my mother had said to me when I. I told the story, you know, all I grew up in at the time when girls that were popular, you know, I called them the Vava La Voom girls, you know, it was the curvy look, large breasts. And, you know, I was this tall, thin waif with no, you know. And so I remember seeing a photograph of Twiggy, said this many times, or I guess I don't mean to say many, but I've done a few interviews and and people ask me this, and unfortunately, I tell them the same story, but I saw, I happened to be looking in a magazine and saw, you know, Twiggy, who was this very thin, popular model, and I was like, oh, that's what you're supposed to do when you look like me. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, you, you figured it out. And I used to out. joke that I really... I, I used to joke that I I feel like sometimes the ugly duckling that turns swan. I mean, I was just unpopular. You know, I played sports. I mean, you're just not popular. You know, I did theater in school. And then, you know, the theater kids. And then, um, you know, people, then, you know, after having a career, and people are like, oh, my God. So it's like, really? What? So it's like I, I kind of blossomed, I guess, into what I was supposed to be, which was some people find, you know, or what they've seen, right? Mm-hmm. Attractive, you know, funny, popular. It's like, whoa, how'd that happen? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Do you, you, now, doing all these different roles and things, do you have a preferred genre that you like to do? Or will you just, nope, I'll do everything. 
Yeah, no, I wouldn't say I have a preferred. I mean, I do love theater. I mean, it was how I started. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, and it took a bit to figure out the difference with TV and film. But, you know, I joke that when I went back to doing theater after, when I went back east after, to have, to, I wanted to raise my kids back east. And I did a, I did a play and I'm, I think it was Sondheim's um, Into into the Woods. And we're, you know, because I used to be a singer. But anyway, so I, he he said, you're upstaging yourself. And I'm like, well, can't you just move the damn camera? And they're all cracking. <laughs> <laughs> because, because honestly, I didn't understand. I didn't know at that time before I went back to the theater about stage right and stage left. Because I had always, I, for four years when I was doing theater, I worked in theater in the round. So there was, it was just, you know, it was a round stage with eight, six or eight exits. So a totally different thing gotcha and you know you you're still doing stuff today aren't you i mean yeah like yeah i have been yeah wow. yeah i did some lifetime stuff for a friend yeah when i came back out i uh i did a bunch of talking animal movies with a friend of mine which is fun it's mm-hmm. like, you know i just i've been and then you know other people that i've met through friends um i have um yeah i've, I've done some stuff that's awesome. Kind of fun. Yeah. Do you? Uh, what do you do in between stuff like that? Do you have any particular hobbies that you enjoy doing, or do you just kind of wait for the next role? No, I'm actually not really um, doing anything right now because I'm I'm, I'm actually um, looking something up right now, believe it or not, which I shouldn't do <laughs> while I'm talking. But I promised myself if I was going to talk about something, I would remember the person's name. And then every time, have you ever had this happen that you like have a mental block with one certain person's name? I'm like, you can know them for, I don't know. I have this thing. It's like, if I, it's like, so it's almost like it would be an ongoing joke. It's like someone that I've known and every, you know, and it's like, because I, couldn't think of it once every time I can't think of it it's like, <laughs> I'm like oh well I should write it down because I'm better with if I've written things but okay okay I'm off I'm off topic now the question was oh you know what I'm doing right now I'm working for a nonprofit called global possibilities there's a website um it's about educating the public about our environmental uh yeah it's great oh okay that's that's right. awesome yeah. that's a great cause yeah like yeah, no, it is fun. And, and you know, if someone, if, I mean, if someone said to me tomorrow, oh, my gosh, you've got a great role, you know, I, I of course, would do it. But I'm not actively looking to to do that right now. I see. Taking a little break. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, with the, the list that you've done, I think you've definitely earned a, a breather. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. Well, it's not really a breather. It's like you know, I've seen a few movies here or there, and it's fun. It's been great coming back and working with friends and doing. Um, but I don't know. I just, yeah, it's interesting. I just the nonprofit is has become very important to me. I gotcha. Yeah, so, and you... I'm hoping. It's gonna. I was saying a, a friend of mine is Dan Yost, who was one of the writers on Drugstore Cowboy, and he's making some films, and we've met and. We both have a, a love of sci-fi, so he oh. said, well, let's, you know, I'm going to write a sci-fi, let's do a sci-fi film together. So I could say that might be coming up at some point, but I don't know when, so. That's, that's cool. And actually, that perfectly leads into what I was just about to ask, is uh, 
if you had considered maybe stepping into the role of a director or a producer or even a writer at some point? It's interesting. At some points I did, like I had ideas for films that I would love to have seen done, but I never took that step. Even my mother once sent me a a book on how to become a writer. She thought I should write, but, um, but it, you know, too late now. I used to have the thing, you know, the pitch. I could just pitch an idea, but that has long passed. But no, 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 not really. I um, I I thought about it. Like I was involved with a theater company for a while, and I'm like, oh, I bet I could do it. I don't know. I just haven't, you know, haven't taken that leap. I see. I've thought about it, but haven't done it. All right, that's a fair answer. <laughs> so it's it's out there, possibly, maybe, and yeah, you know. Uh, do you have any funny or crazy stories of, you know, maybe anything that happened backstage when you were filming? Oh, you mean like, well, yeah. I mean, I mean, I tell the story of the meatballs because it's just so great. I mean, and unfortunately, they're the same stories, but that's all right. In the opening, of, in the opening of meatballs, when Bill is um, tearing up the rules, he's like, gentlemen, the rules you know, will be in here when you're in, rips them up. And that's, I, I joke that that's sort of like what it was like with the script. I mean, there was a script, right, of sort of, you know, <laughs> but it was all improvisation. And my, um, when we were shooting the cabin scene, when the boys are sneaking up and listening to us joke around in the cabin, all that was improvisation. And then we, when we came out and I said, Oh, let's all just pop our heads out. One, two, three from behind the tree. That was my idea. It was just like fun stuff. Like it was, it was such a, a fabulous, it, it was just such a great experience, right? Doing meatballs. And I just enjoy, um, I, it's easier. I mean, sure. I, after being on a soap opera and having to memorize 11 pages a night of dialogue, I can certainly do that. But improvisation <laughs> is definitely something that I, I prefer, you know, forget the script. Let's just talk, right? We have something to talk about and let's, let's do it. I got that opportunity. I read for raging bull, right? And one of the prereqs was the, the actress has to be able to improv. And Sharon's like, Oh yeah. He could improv. So my agent at the time, so I remember um, she dressed me in this polyester sheath and it was um, because I used to, I mean, you know, I knew you were supposed to dress as a character, but, you know, I did things like chop my hair off or wear jeans or dress like a boy. And she was like, this is a very, you know, this is a very important audition. So you're wearing this. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and uh, when the audition and it was for um, Raging Bull, and so I walk in, and I'm sitting there, and it's De Niro and Scorsese, and you know they were chatting, and then they're like, "So De Niro, what? Scorsese, what? You guys want to do the scene? It's the opening scene, right? The mini golf scene." And I'm, we're like, "Yeah," and so I go to stand up, and 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 you know De Niro puts his arms around me, and and, and my mind is going crazy, like, "Holy shit!" Bobby De Niro has his arms around me. Oh my god! And I like feel myself melting and dim, and then I'm like, "Oh wait, 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 wait! We have to do the scene." Oh my god! Um, <laughs> that's right, improvisation. And what's the scene about? And that I'm just thinking, I'm like, "Who's going to start? Him or me? Is he going to say something? He's not going to say something? It's Bobby De Niro!" And then all of a sudden, I just you know, looked at him and said, look, are we going to play golf or what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty 
funny. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez. yeah. A friend of mine just did a film with him and, and, um, produced the film that he did and so we're sitting around the table and everybody's you know she's telling her about all these great bobby dinero stories and it was with some friends that had never mind i'm like and i'm like i felt like i didn't want to raise my hand I'm like wait when can i tell my bobby dinero story <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one i feel like that would win oh yeah <laughs> yeah oh geez. yeah that's funny i win <laughs> well no she won she she definitely won but she had a bunch of great stories it's just always like you know, it's like, it's like, holy crap, it's Bobby De Niro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Robert, Rob, whatever. Rob. <laughs> do you have, you know, knowing what you know now, do you have any advice that you would give to, you know, little you that just came into the business? I, well, you know, the business has changed so much, so the advice would have been so different if I was talking to young me back then than young me now. But, That's true. you know... So, so many there are so many more avenues for actors and filmmakers and you know people are making their own films and um getting them into festivals but um yeah i mean it's just like i mean it's hard to say young me because young me was you know flight was just like wild and crazy <laughs> and um so I can't give the, I, I, oh, I know what I'm going to say. I can't give young the advice because I know she wouldn't listen. Oh, there <laughs> you go. <laughs> but, if were, but if I were talking to young actors, it's really like, you know, just follow your heart, work hard, you know, study your craft, do what you've got to do to get, you know, I mean, it's just difficult now. So I'm always helping actors because whenever I've met young actors and they're like, Oh yeah, it's not, cause I know it's impossible to get an agent. Give me your resume. I'll get your, I'll get you to my agent. Right. You know, so it's just, you want to help, yeah. just, you know, used to, I don't know. It just seemed easier. That's some really great or maybe advice. It was just easy for me. Thank you. Yeah, I try. I mean, you know, you want to support other actors. I mean, it's just, people need all the help they can get young actors, you know, yeah. filmmakers. Yeah, people just getting into it. They don't know what they're doing. They're got their fingers crossed and hoping and, you know, doing what they can do. So that's that's yep. great. You know, I think the, the takeaway is be a family. Too. Yeah, it is a family. But also I think sometimes it's like, I think studying your craft, but, you know, maybe even, you know, going to college for that. Like I didn't do that, right? But there are some that do and some that don't. So I'm just come out here and study with someone like I did and but you know other friends have you know gone to uh, the American film and whatever it is you know what I mean to study your craft so however you choose to do that but it is important there you go yeah uh, do you have any projects I mean you said you're you're not really working on anything in a, a movie kind of capacity but you know you the sci-fi oh gosh. yeah well, yeah, they're, they're... Well, it's like, that's the only thing that I would say is kind of might be in the pipeline. You know, I don't okay. really. Um, but like I said, if a friend comes to me and says, oh, my gosh, you've got this great role, then I'm in. Right. Right. And and you've got the, the nonprofit. Yep. And uh, what was the, the name of that again? Yeah, it's globalpossibilities.org. That's a there website you. that I helped build. Perfect. And the I'll... woman that. 
put a link to that in the description of the podcast so the listeners can check that out too. Um, you know, get some traffic going that way. Yep. So that'll be great. <laughs> um, would you like to take a moment to uh, let the listeners know um, if you have any social medias that they can follow along and see, you know, a day oh, yeah, in the life? Sure. Oh, no. Yeah, of course, Ray. That's so sweet. Yeah, it's all me. It's like um, Instagram is at Christine DeBell. Twitter is at Christine DeBell. And Facebook is just my Christine DeBell fan page. Oh, there you go. There you go. Those are the three major. Okay, the three majors. Oh, and... oh, oh, yeah, no, no, no. And then, of course, my website. Like, people, I, I sell autographs. I created a website of my own. I'm pretty proud oh. of that. And it's christinedebell.com. And, um, yeah, I built my own website. Woo-hoo, with a little help, but not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, and I sell, um, you know, if, someone, you can, if you go to the shop page, it's just a list of all my films, and you can, and there's a, then you can go to the, your favorite film and choose a photograph, and I'll sign it and send it to you. Or if you have something that you want me to sign, there is, if you click on the shopping page, there are directions how to get it to me so I can sign it for you. Oh, neat. Them, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's pretty interesting. I haven't heard that one to to get your own personalized stuff signed. that That's really neat. Yeah, well, and I'm also on this thing now that's crazy. They're calling it the um, the the autograph of the, of the, of 2020. It, it, it's called Cameo. Yes, And yes. it's an app, right? And people like, I haven't had someone ask me to sing happy birthday to their grandmother yet or anything or to their whatever, but I, I have, yeah, I've been on, I'm on there. So oh, fun. okay, cool. You're on Cameo. Nice. All right, yep. well, I'm going to attempt to put links to every single one of these things in the description. I don't know if there's going to be a big enough box, but we're going to try. No <laughs> <laughs> worries. Thanks, Ray. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. And, you know, I just want to say thank you so much for coming and talking to me. This has been so much fun. You you definitely had me laughing. This is it's been a great interview. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. And it's been fun being interviewed by you, Ray. You are a terrific interviewer. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. And, you know, I would not even be sitting in my little comfy chair here doing these interviews if it wasn't for the listeners. And I want to say thank you all for coming and listening and lending your ear and doing what you do best, which is having fun. And we'll see you all next time. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, creatures of all ages, what an amazing show. Thank you for lending an ear and joining us. I'm the host, Ray Rumsey, and if you want to hear more interviews, simply head to anywhere podcasts are heard, Facebook or Twitter, and search The Leo Effects, with an A, not an E. If you'd like to hear me doing silly voices and making a general fool of myself, head over to Shattered Dungeons on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. We live stream every Tuesday night. More projects are in the works. For now, stay tuned for more interviews. To book yourself as a guest, you can head to theleoeffects.wixsite.com slash podcast or send me an email at theleoeffects at gmail.com. Remember, this has been The Leo Effects, and great shows require great listeners just like you. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.